0: All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Physical Athletics Podcast. Adrian Broadus here, along with Armando Aguilar, Director of Strength and Conditioning here at Physical Athletics. We're here at 22, 2200 Joe Battle, is that where 20, we're at? 2270 Joe Battle. Awesome, man. Hey, episode, what are we at now? Number six? Number six, and they're just going to keep rolling. I'm excited, man, because today it's uh, it's the national uh, early signing period right now for a lot of high school athletes, and we've talked a lot about high school here on the program this this entire time and joining us today, it'll be Socorro High School volleyball player Genesis Hernandez, who recently signed to play at Coppin State, member of the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. Genesis, I'm excited to bring you on. How's everything going? It's been a crazy year, huh?
1: It has been hectic, but thank you for having me here. Nice. We haven't had anybody
0: at the the volleyball level, so I guess uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how how you got started playing volleyball.
1: I started playing when I was nine because I saw my sister playing and for like a year I was just watching and I was so excited to play and I remember going to the backyard and my mom was tossing balls at me and I was so scared of the ball but I remember I just knew I was like okay this is I want to do this so then I played a year club like my first club season I was nine years old but it was so much fun and then in the summer my mom took us to this other club team and i loved it it was so competitive and i've just been playing at that club for seven years now going on eight
0: is that where you really got recognized at the college level
1: yes club
0: Nice, yeah, really of course. In, in club volleyball, I'm sure Armando's. That's yeah. where uh, the volleyball scene really has been flourishing here in El Paso. You've seen just the the amount of talent, whether it be on the east side, the west side has a huge base as well. I mean, it's just a, a huge thing here in El Paso locally, just the club volleyball scene.
2: Oh, absolutely, and and every year it just seems like more and more volleyball clubs are are created. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, but, uh, you right. know, back when my I don't, don't want to say back when my sisters would play, but. <laughs> Back when my sisters were playing, you know I, I just remember rapid fire for sure I remember uh, 9 five I don't think Texas performance was around mm-hmm. just uh, at all so I think just every year new volleyball clubs are, are created and that gives more more uh, athletes an opportunity to play at the, at the club level and then of course after that you guys travel and get mm-hmm. more exposure so what's
1: your uh, what's
0: your involvement here at uh, physical
1: mm, well, I actually did. Was it three?
0: Three,
2: three
1: months. Three, yeah. months. three months. And then I decided to play school and I took a break. Yeah. But now I'm excited to come back.
0: No, I get you. Is it an off season thing for you or do you do it like, do you do it all the way leading into the high school season or do you just kind of do like select months so you can really uh, hone in on certain skills?
1: Um, select, I would say select. Cause when we go, when club starts, we travel so much. It's hard to get in here and the most you can get in here is like two maybe one day but so it's mostly summers um winter before well
2: like around this
0: period yeah Yeah. january is
1: where it starts getting hectic and all this traveling
0: nice and you're a libero right yes what are some of the things you do like in the off season to kind of you know work on your craft as a libero
1: so many reps just off on the court a lot of reps, repetition. Um, well, because you only have one job, so you have to perfect it, and you're the one that's supposed to always you know, be that person in the back row. So it's just important for you to be on all the time.
0: What's your strength? Is it your serve?
1: Um, I'm, one of my strengths, I think, would be serving. Okay. Yeah.
0: What, what is it about your serve that, that makes it unique?
1: Um, I would say I can spot serve very well. And I, I can move the ball around very well, I would say.
0: Okay. Are you a, are you kind of like a sneaky person? Like I, no one knows for where? For sure. Okay. <laughs> right. I love
1: going back there. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get that girl right there. <laughs> like, I know I'm going to serve her left side, you know. But, yeah.
0: Okay, so, that's the coolest thing ever. It's right one there. of my
1: favorite parts, actually, serving. Because I'm like, okay. She thinks I'm going to serve her deep, but I'm going to serve her short, you know. Yeah. It's fun.
0: You're like the quarterback of, of uh, your, yeah. your team in, in volleyball. You're like mm-hmm. the leader of the, your own offense in a way. Right. So I, I love that. And uh, when you signed for Coppin State, they're out of the, mid, um, the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, the MEAC. Um, mm-hmm. what, what are some of the things that really drew you to that? It's the Baltimore area, correct?
1: Right. Well, the coach is, I think this is going to be his third season and he's really been um, turning the program around, so, which is something that I would want to be a part of. And obviously it's it's a D1 school, and you know, it's very competitive. You know, I, I looked at some D2s at the, all the levels actually, NAIA, D3, D2, and it's just a totally different level. You know, even if you don't have the best D1 team, it's still, a really huge change like D2, D1 and I just felt like I really wanted a challenge and you know even if I'm not going to be playing I'm you know you're practicing every day like that's awesome to be a part of you know every single day challenging yourself and being part of that the competitive culture is kind of what I'm used to here so to get a chance to go and even at the next level is just awesome so I'm excited for that challenge.
2: Did you uh, did you get to watch any or part- not participate but watch any practices from mm-hmm. uh, from that team? Well,
1: because of the whole NCAA dead period, I did get to do a visit, but I had to go out there on my own because there's a dead period. Well, still, I mean, it's still it's they just extended it to April some fifteenth. Yeah, it's insane. But
0: uh, a regular student could visit that school mm-hmm. as as a student visit.
1: Mm-hmm just kind of like well they're not doing visits but you can go you want to go on campus you know and look at it yourself so that's kind of what i did because i did really want to sign in the fall so and i had other offers and it was like okay jen you have to make a decision already like you know i can't make a decision if i don't go over there so i decided me and my mom decided like okay let's just go check it out you know if it doesn't work out you know it is what it is it's not meant to be so but i really loved it and i did get to watch a practice i didn't get to interact with the girls or the coach because of the um rules but it was i the practice was probably what drew me more is because it's it was very competitive a lot like it is at my club but you know obviously at a different level so
0: did you hone in on this, I'm um, and State, and think, I'm going to visit this place. If things feel right, I'm going in here. Or did you visit other schools as well?
1: I did get to visit only one other school that I had an offer from because of this. But um, I was definitely like, okay, I did really like the other offer I had, one other offer I had. I really liked that one. And I was like, okay, I, I don't want to make a decision if I don't even visit, you know. Um, even though I really liked the other option, but I was like, okay, let's, let's go. And if it feels right, you know, then I think, you know, I've just been waiting for this one. So.
0: I like that. Um, with, with Maryland, I mean, gosh, it's so far away from El Paso. it's so exciting right? too. that yeah. You're going to get to go there.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people have asked me like you know, are you scared to go flying? I'm like, of course, you know, but I'm gonna be scared to go, you know, four hours away from home. Like, you know, I'm gonna get homesick wherever I am, you know, but I'm just excited. The most I'm excited for is, I guess, like, learning what kind of adult I'm gonna be, you know, without my parents, you know, experience life by myself. So, and becoming, I guess, maybe like a new person, you know, by my, I'm gonna be out there by myself, so.
0: Man, that's awesome. That's so exciting. I mean, going across the country from El Paso to, to uh, Baltimore, Maryland, and, and playing Division One volleyball, mm-hmm. that's, that's awesome right there. I mean, when you kind of get to peel everything back and just kind of think about the recruiting process, I'm sure it was so much more unconventional this year yeah. with the pandemic with right. everything going on.
1: Right. It was, you know, totally. like I did, Well, I'm so relieved that I signed the early signing period Um, because I'm sure it must be, like, so stressful to the the athletes right now. Um, I feel like I got lucky in a way, Um, you know, because I still have teammates who have been doing the recruiting as long as I have, and still, it's stressful, you know, I hear it from them, so.
2: Can you you take us somewhat through the, like, the process that you had to go through to get did you contact the coach or mm-hmm. did you send some footage or how did how did how did you go about uh, getting recruited from or getting recruited from them and, and then of course uh, the other university that you were looking at
1: mm-hmm. well I started actually a little bit more than a year ago I, rem- I think August of last year and I created an NCSA profile which really helped um, but I, you know, made a list of the schools that I, you know, wanted to explore. So then I just sent emails out to all of them. And I sent so many, you know, because it's actually, like, really hard. It's a lot of work. Um, It's
0: like applying for a job to all of these different Mm -hmm. colleges. And
1: then, um, obviously, like, rejection is part of it, you know. Um, Either they don't answer or they're already, especially D1, um, they're already done with your class by that time. So it's really tough to even be looked at by a D one school, um, and a lot of the competitive D twos too. By that time, they're already um, getting verbal commitments from juniors, so that was hard. And but um, I sent so a ton of emails, and obviously like my films on my profile. So they get to once you email them, and if. They take an interest in your email they look at your profile and you can see like okay they looked at my profile and then they'll get back to you or they won't or you know they will but reject it you know there's just so many outcomes um but for coppin i did email them and that actually was in a school that was on my list but at that time i was just emailing a lot of the schools that i saw had that had roster openings and it, they got back to me and it was an intimidating email, I would say. and I was like, mm, okay, like I'll answer. We'll see what happens you know And I answered and you know then we had a phone call and that went well and well, we were just waiting to see when I could get on campus and this was I would say in March and you know the dead period just kept getting extended and extended. But we were still in contact and then finally I got an offer from them um, and then I decided okay let's go check it out before I make any decision. So then I finally went out there and I would say it took me maybe like two weeks to finally commit verbally.
0: Wow, that's awesome. And with the, uh, I guess like with the whole process of kind of getting your profile together, was it about also getting uh, the accurate, I mean like correct film? Did you have to throw any unconventional film in, in that profile or like uh, you, you had obviously your film from club mm-hmm. that you had that you had to rely on right yeah. there?
1: Well, my mom had been filming since, I think it had been like two years before all this. And for club, we did get to play, I think, three tournaments before. Um, Oh, good. mm -hmm, So that was good that I got to send that film out. Um, But after that, I like, you know, it was obviously like a long time without playing. But I did run out of film like to send to schools because it was so long and I hadn't played. But um, I did find film from like the year before. So, I mean, that was good that I found that film. Um, But I did run out of film, you know, a lot of the times, like, it's hard to keep up with um, the coaches, like, okay, like, you know, what are you doing now? Like, you know, we'll still like quarantine. Okay, what's next? You know, it was kind of like a, we're both in the same boat, like they really can't tell you anything or, you know. It's just, like, a waiting game. So just it must be also film. frustrating, oh, yeah, because
0: uh, mm-hmm. if other girls are practicing across the country and they're going to scoop at that off, right. I mean, you're over here in, in Texas, in El Paso, you're like, I'm just trying to get on the court and play. Right.
1: Yeah, and that was, like, a good three months where I didn't touch the court at all, and then finally, I mean, back to practice, but it wasn't like I was getting any film, but yeah. No oh, man.
2: That's... When uh, I, you know volleyball, well, I think with with any sports, it's it's always unique. But I think volleyball, club wise, I think it's it's much bigger than any other sport. I would say uh, here in El Paso, you know, especially with the number of clubs. You played high school volleyball how many years? Two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> okay. And 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 the reason I'm bringing this up is. You know, in the college level, you always you have your period where you you're in season for for uh, volleyball and then you stop and then you do a little bit of practice. And then you really don't get on the court and do actual competition until you get to your competition period, your season. Right. With high school ball, you're pretty much year round. Uh, do you feel like and, and, and I've, I've talked about you. I've talked about this with you in the past, where you've you'd much rather stay with 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 uh, club volleyball. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is that something that you would, you know, recommend, or or is it just getting more exposure, more film, perhaps, if playing club volleyball or uh, and high school volleyball?
1: Deep question. I would say club is where you really get that exposure. Um, you know, there's some really big national um, qualifiers where you go out there and especially i think when you're 15 once you hit that you know when you're 15 there's tons and tons and tons of coaches out there like you look this way and it's like the texas coach you look this way like it's insane like i'm like oh my god they want like so many yeah at 15 like i remember i think it was the tournament's called colorado crossroads in denver and we were playing the open division and that's like the best division and obviously all these coaches were there like tons and tons and tons and tons it was insane and even in dallas there's so many coaches out there and you know you can contact these schools beforehand like you know i'll be here um come watch me play at these and then they'll come stop by at your court for like five seconds and then okay next player you know but there's so so many at these tournaments
0: you as a volleyball player have to do that
1: well, I mean, you don't have to contact them, but if you want to get seen, you know, you contact them before. Like, come watch me, and the, the school you're looking at will probably be there, you know. There's so many. I remember when I got there, you know, my coach said, okay, there's going to there's be college coaches. And I got there, and I'm like, that's the whole audience. Like, <laughs> it was insane. So many. So I would say club is really where you get the exposure. Um, when I first started, like the recruiting process, um, they would ask me about high school, and then they would ask me about club, and they didn't really care if I didn't play high school. You know, um, they don't care where your films from; they just want film. You know.
0: Right, right, right. That's the number one evaluator. Mm -hmm. it's so interesting to me especially now okay let's talk about the state because this is a great topic and let's talk about the state of uh, club volleyball here in el paso how has it changed over time what have you seen and what's the competitive landscape like right now
1: it's definitely competitive um well like
0: fighting competitive like um, rivalries competitive like what kind of competitive um,
1: i would well at least for my club we like to travel a lot and that's really obviously where you see more competition but here um i feel like more clubs have been you know trying to get out there and um travel more so you know you only get better and i feel like it's more competitive here and over like the past year i've seen at my club you know seeing the little ones practice and i just watch them and i'm like i did not do that when i was 12 you know and i tell my coaches like what the heck coach like I you know I didn't do that when I was 12 and he has like a 14s team they're all eighth graders right now and they blend in with us um they practice with us like you can't even tell they're 14 you know one of these girls is I think like two girls 5'10 you know and then their other (laughs) girls like the liberos are like I mean small petite like me you know they look younger than me but they're my height you know and they're so good and you know we practice with them and I'm just like what like wow i can't wait to see what they do because for sure like these girls are gonna get um at least a you know d1 offers in my opinion
0: well i I think it's just like we just don't talk about it enough but volleyball there's been so much local success here Mm -hmm. recently who've gone on to actually perform at like campbell Bowden. i mean that's one you look at right away she's playing for one of the best teams right, in the country that's, mm-hmm. at Baylor mm-hmm. I, and that's and she's not just one like she's just one of them there's a lot of mm-hmm. volleyball players from El Paso that have played and had success at the D1 level in the past five years That mm-hmm. has been really impressive
1: right and I'm ex- I'm excited because I'm like okay I need to make my community proud you know I can't wait to do that but there's been a lot of success um with all the players that have been successful here at the high school level, and they go out there and just shine. So it's awesome to see that.
0: Maybe El Paso is going to be a, vo- a volleyball town, like in, <laughs> because it seems like yeah, every year the, the mm-hmm. competitiveness is stepping up. I mean, if you're if you're a, a young woman here in El Paso, there's a good likelihood if you're playing a sport, it's going to be volleyball.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like a lot of you s- now they're bringing in um, like the developmental um they're tiny they're like seven eight nine years old you know where you start playing so that's what you know and the girls that I was talking about right now I you know when I was 13 I would see them play you know they were like eight years old and now you can tell they've been playing so long you know mm-hmm so that's awesome.
0: Wow. I mean, let's not take away anything from soccer because I know the first yeah, no, no, not at all. people not would come all. to us and say is, wait a second, like, if you're going to talk competitive clubs, you got to talk soccer. Right. And that's obviously understandable, but I am very impressed still at the same degree on just how the competitive level has been taken to another level in volleyball. And I also am very impressed with the amount of people who are signing. Um, you mm-hmm. talked a little bit about this, Jen, but what, what were some of the things that, like, your teammates, maybe people that you've played against on other clubs are having to deal with as far as challenges go uh, to be recruited during this time?
1: Well, that exposure, you know, at that tur- those tournaments, those club tournaments, is actually, you know, really important. Um, when all this, you know, happened, the, I had a tournament, the Colorado Crossroads one that we were supposed to go to and I think I was supposed to leave Friday morning and we woke up like at five in the morning to leave had everything packed and then the tournament stated you know where the tournaments canceled you know and there was people already out there you know and so that was like the tournament that I was hoping for because I had several schools you know looking at me that I was talking to and then after a while those relationships just died you know because it's It was so long, you know, okay, like what now, you know? I don't have more film, you know, that's it. So then after a while, I had to post uncut film because there's just not enough highlights to send out, you know? So that's a big challenge, you know, waiting as, you know, com- communication, you know, during this pandemic is really hard, um, you know, and a lot of schools can't have camps you know to see you and some you know can you know which sucks but what are the odds you're going to be talking to one of those so getting exposed is just really hard right now it's a lot on film you know that's how i was recruited film you know they didn't get to see me in person so yeah
2: did did uh did your college coaches request anything else besides just film uh any anything that you do outside uh Mm -mm. Uh, is there anything do you uh...
1: and other schools did you know like for the three months where I wasn't practicing I remember one school I did like a at home workouts thing you know because I'm like okay what do I send now you know like okay let me show you I'm doing something at my house you know but
2: we could have just sent them you uh, videos of you squatting
1: (laughs) And that, All that was, and that was before <laughs> I came here you oh, okay. know? Yeah. Okay. so I was like okay what do I send now okay let me make a um, short video you know that I'm doing something being productive mm-hmm. um, and then but this school in particular um, there was some school where I saw some girls who would send reps at practice you know just reps and reps you know because what else do we send you know and I, would, I asked him, you know, would you be interested in seeing that because, you know, it was just like, okay, what now, you know? And there, he was like, no, you know, I've, I've seen your, what you can do, you know, it's fine. You know, I just want to see what you can do on the court. Yeah. So for, I guess for some, you know, they really don't need to see that. And some, you know, would want to see what you can do off the court.
0: It's great that you have uh, something that's coming next, which is Coppin and State. And mm-hmm. It's great that you're already signed, which has got to be a big weight to lift it off your shoulders. Uh, now now that you can think about the future and the future's there, I, I mean, now that we're talking in the present, what's, what's being like a high school athlete, athlete like right now in the pandemic? What is it like on a day-to-day basis?
1: Mm, well, it's five days a week of school sitting, a computer you know which sucks but you know we got to get it done it definitely to me it is harder than being at school because you know you kind of teach yourself you know you have to have discipline um but for an athlete you know some you know for us we did quarantine for two weeks because we had an opponent who tested positive um and then I think we got back for two, three games and then we had to, I think the shutdown happened. So then it was two weeks off and then they said, okay, well, um, it started getting really bad. So then they decided we were just going to finish the first round of district. So then we just played three more games. So I think we lost like five matches. But it was like, it did affect us, you know, being off two weeks and then getting back for a little and being able to practice like two, three days and then two more weeks. And then that last week where we went through the last round, we got to practice twice. So that-
0: There's no continuity, no consistency mm -hmm. right there. How are you supposed to get everybody, all right, everybody come back. Like like, just remember everything that you guys did three weeks ago. Yeah.
1: It was tough, you know, I thought it did affect at least my school, because we were, you know, my coach was new and she was just trying to improve the program and we were really, you know, trying to just get a win out there and, you know, trying to get that momentum going and then, you know, you just have to pause and then, okay, let's get back, you know, so that sucked.
2: Yeah, that's, 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 that's been pretty tough. Have, have your college coaches told you already, you know, what what to expect going into once you report? college what to expect as far as you know the precautions and everything how the workouts are going to be set up the uh, mm-hmm. practice schedule and all that uh, to avoid possibly getting a testing positive
1: Mhm. well i haven't talked to coppin about it okay. but i have heard um you know other athletes that are out there um you know they go through screenings every day Um, they stay with their team, you know, in their rooms and, you know, all you, the only people you see is your team, you know, especially if you're athletes, but I don't really know. I, I think going in, you know, just like here, you know, you get your temperature checked Mm -hmm. and I do think they test, um, more often. Mm hmm
0: yeah, like UTEP does three times a week. Most colleges try to do at least once before the game takes place and stuff. Take care of both sides, both your opponent and yourself and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, that's pretty understandable there. And with, with just, I mean, being a senior at, at this point, do you kind of just take a step back and think like, man, you know, I shouldn't be getting my temperature checked. I should be going to a football game, having fun with my friends. It's my senior year. It's mm. it's the so it supposed to be one of the most special years ever, and I'm not supposed to be worrying about if a game's going to take place. I'm supposed to have a senior night instead of that.
1: Right. Yeah, definitely. I do, you know, I'm sad about homecoming and all those fun events. But, I mean, I feel like it's been eight months now and it's just kind of the new norm for me
0: oh that's depressing
2: (laughs) no no homecoming no no prom yeah yeah that's sad i'm I'm like
1: i'm i was telling my friends i'm hoping at least for prom we could just dress up and take a picture
0: yeah at least yeah
1: that sucks that's what we're looking forward to a picture
0: right well
2: Um, as far as uh training you know of course you 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 trained here for for three months and and you you trained before that you came in with your sister
1: wow
2: mm-hmm. uh, two
1: i was 13 you were 13 yeah has it really been that long really
2: okay um uh, is this this type of training is this something that you would definitely recommend to volleyball players to continue to improve and of course if your if your goals is just to play at the collegiate level. This type of training, performance training, is that something that you feel, number one, you benefited from, and two, something other players can benefit from?
1: Definitely. Yeah, it's something I have told my teammates, like, you know, you should really go. It It helps a lot. Um, I did see a big difference because, you know, I'm a libero, but, so I don't really, you know, like to jump or <laughs> I don't really want to hit the ball, you know. Um, but I remember, I think the first week I came here, I was dying because I <laughs> had been doing nothing for three months. But I remember, I think the following week, going back to practice, and I tried to hit, and I just felt like I was flying. <laughs> wow! Like as dumb as that sounds, like I really, I was like, oh my god, I could hit now. Like I felt like I could actually get, because I'm short, you know, I'm five two, and the nets at seven four you know so I'm like okay I can actually hit now like I just felt like stronger already
0: wow that's awesome
2: I mean just in the just in the I I was checking right now uh before you when you first came in you know in in the three months of training that you you were here two three months three months of training yeah uh your approach jump and both your both your approach jump and vertical jump you know in that in that short period of time went up two two inches and Mm -hmm. I mean again for even though you're not you're not playing an outside hitter or a middle blocker, just libero, uh, you know you did improve improve on that. But what is it about with with volleyball? You know, of course, you wanna you wanna keep working on your skills, and you know I, I feel like volleyball players get so caught up in the moment of I'm gonna go from of course high school ball and then and then club ball and then just keep practicing and practicing and practicing, and perhaps they push this type of training to the side why do you think that do you think maybe they just don't see perhaps the benefit in that or they feel like that's gonna be enough to um, to do that
1: i feel like maybe they think it's enough mm-hmm. because i'm i i did train on and off and i really didn't prioritize it and now i do because i'm you know i'm going off to college oh. um and i'm gonna be doing this all the time right um but i do feel like volleyball is more of a skills type of thing but it really does benefit you you know you do jump higher you're more explosive you're faster it does help a lot and you don't need to but it's it helps
0: what would you say the ratio is would you say you should do 70% skill 30% you know performance workout what what's the ratio like
1: uh I would say maybe like 40, 60, you 40, know?
0: 60, okay. Like, a little bit more emphasis on the training side. Yeah, okay.
1: it, it is important to be in shape, you know, but also you want to be, you know, the fastest you can be, the most explosive you could be because volleyball, you know, especially at the next level is a lot faster. And if, here in El Paso, we don't see that level obviously, but um, so I think, you know, you need to be prepared um, for that competitiveness, for that um, the speed of the game.
2: Oh, I, I, absolutely. And and the reason I also I also bring it up is because you know for me as a as a strength coach I see it as you know you you guys go from from one season to the next and so for me I see it as fatigue on top of fatigue on top of fatigue and so it just it increases the risk of injury. The longer you stay away from doing any kind of training, Mm -hmm. uh, the longer you stay away from it, uh, the the more likely you are to possibly get injured, whether it's at the end of your high school volleyball season or at the beginning of your uh, club volleyball season. So I just see that as more wear on on your joints, you know, for volleyball players, for their ankles, their knees, their hips, their lower backs, their shoulders, especially, and you know, volleyball. Volleyball is the, num- the the one sport I train here the most. So I, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 a very unique type of training that I that I do with with volleyball. And of course, the the main goal is to always, no matter whether it's your libero or, or a middle blocker, the goal is to always number one jump as high as possible, be quick. You know, you only you only have to move about three three to five yards max, unless you're really sprinting for the ball. It goes all the way back. Yeah. Uh, and diving quick and you know, be, being in shape, of course, and being being explosive. But my goal is to also, of course, reduce the risk of injury. And the one injury that I see the most is ACL. ACL, ACL, ACL. And a lot of times if an athlete's not already training here to get ready for their season, usually I see volleyball players coming in as a result of my daughter got injured, my daughter got, had an ACL and doctor, physical therapist recommended to do this type of training now to continue strengthening and then prevent not only the, the re-tear of that, that ACL, but possibly the opposite side, which, which it does happen. Uh, so I think for me as, as a strength coach, you know, I, I really try to emphasize for athletes and anyone that's listening, for athletes to really dedicate, you know, like you said, 40, 40, 60, that's, that's amazing so that we can keep you healthier. And keep improving all the way into from your season, going into club, and then going into the summer. That way, you when you're when it's time for you to go to college, you don't have to. You're not worn down. You don't have mm-hmm. an injury because that that plays a huge role in whether a college coach is actually gonna, you know, is thinking about bringing you on on board. Right. If you tore an ACL the year before, or maybe at the beginning of that season, they might think twice about bringing. especially if it's a D1 D1 program, mm-hmm. they might think twice about bringing that athlete on on the roster so I you know for me I, like I said as a strength coach it's it's I I want to emphasize that as as, as much as possible so that we can keep the athletes healthier in the long run right. so.
1: yeah I I do think it's you know also about reducing injury and I did do you know this type of training for a few months when I before I think I was a sophomore and I remember telling my mom um, you know, I've never been injured, you know, and I do think a big part of it is because I do, you know, the strength and conditioning and, you know, I'm taught how to prevent injury and even in volleyball, at least my coach, you know, when we dive, he'll teach us, okay, um, do this with your knee because if not, you're going to hurt yourself, you know. He teaches us, you know, how to prevent injury. So I do really think it, it, it's a, a very important
2: aspect of,
0: of, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I mean durability is huge in sports and everything. So, no, I I, I agree as well. And uh, and Genesis, as you get ready to you know get ready for college uh, volleyball next year, I mean, what are some of the things you're going to be working on in the off season?
1: Well, definitely reps and reps because at that level, um, I I wouldn't say you have to be perfect, but I would say close to it, you know. And especially I've seen. Um, the players, you know, at Coppin, and the defense, at least, is really good. So, you know, I really want to work, work, really work hard, you know, this last year I have, because I want to be, you know, obviously on the court over there and playing, Um, so just reps and reps and, you know, learning, okay, their new system, because my coach this last year especially, he likes to, you know, at practice we work on things that our coaches over there are telling us ahead of time you know am i going to be as a libero setting with my platform or setting with my hands or and what kind of because the technique does change um depending who the coach is um they will change your technique a little bit so that's something that i would want to know beforehand when once i start training again for club
0: And um, as we kind of wind things down, what are some, like, uh, I guess, advice? What what is some advice that you'd give to anybody, any other volleyball players who are getting into the sport, especially with the pandemic? Maybe it's frustrating them. Maybe they feel like the recruiting trail isn't really picking up as they'd hope to. What would be your advice to athletes in volleyball who are dealing with those kind of challenges right now?
1: I would say start early because I thought I started late um and there is girls who started even later and i see how they're struggling and i see their pain and you know i i have friends teammates who are in that situation and you know i try to tell them like um send as many emails as you can like what's the worst that can happen you know no you know and a lot of times i know when i started Um, The recruiting process, it was intimidating because you're emailing these coaches like, you know, I didn't really use email before. Um, So, you know, you have to write these emails and you can't be too boring, but you can't be, it has to be short and sweet. So there's just a lot that you learn during the recruiting, but I would say start early because there's like so many schools out there and so many opportunities out there. Um, like you wouldn't believe how many schools there is until you know, you start seeing them. So I would say just send as many emails as you can, get film like really early and just contact them. Even if you think it's too early, even if you're a sophomore, I would say sophomore year is a good year to get things started.
2: Have you ever, I got a question for you. Have you ever seen uh, one of those tournaments going out 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 of town like in the convention yeah
0: i've seen only i've seen photos and videos of it on social media it's it's insane
2: just how many courts are set up, the number of athletes and you said you know of course all the coaches that are there
0: yeah and they're all walking around their clipboards they're all they all have their polos or college polos it's actually
1: now at least it's their phone oh it's their they're like (laughs) most of the time they're on their phone
0: so there's like now apps
1: (laughs) i don't know what it is but they're just on their phone and they're like... Next! Like...
2: <laughs> wow! I'm
1: like, are you even watching? Did, wow. did,
2: did that... With, with all those tournaments, did you ever feel kind of... I mean... This is my this is like your audition. This is... Uh, Def- uh, did, did it affect Actually? you at all in the, in the way you played? Or did um, you just forget about them? It's just one more person there?
1: Well, I did learn, you know... Every time... Every... Especially going to those tournaments you have to every single play, you know, be, I guess, be your best version because you never know who's watching, you know. I I feel like it's not only skill, but also about your personality on the court, how you carry yourself. That's something big that I learned, you know. Um, I've actually, if you watched me like four years ago, three, four years ago, you wouldn't like believe what, like, that was me because now I'm totally different player I got to experience some things that really helped my um me along and you know really grow as a player but it, it is very important how you carry yourself on the court you know I learned to be more vocal because you never know who's watching you know
0: okay so you're so is it you're louder on the court or you're celebrating I would, say, your louder? I would say cheering
1: I would say, I mean a lot of girls think like you just have to be like really positive and you know some coaches like will take the you know more chill girl than like the really obnoxious oh. girl and but on a, it just depends like what kind of coach it is you know but i um, you never know who's watching you know at these tournaments um on the other court someone might take a glance at your court you know and you can't even see them they're like oh i kind of like that girl you know and a lot of the times you can um hit the ball in the net and they don't care you know they just want to see how you carry yourself on the court you know what do you do after you hit the ball in the net? What do you do after you get aced? What do you do after you miss your serve? So. Wow.
0: Yeah.
2: I have one question for you Genesis. Did you ever finally learn how to do that uh what's no. called the <laughs> the uh, dolphin?
1: It's a dolphin.
2: <laughs> dolphin dive, is yeah. that right? Okay. It's it's Can you ar- can you explain real quick what what that kind of consists?
1: It's you dive, I would say head first. Um Oh my god. <laughs> I see this really it's really common in the men's volleyball um you dive head first your chest completely hits the ground and while your chest hits the ground your legs are up in the air and then you just kind of like glide yeah wow. it's a really hard thing I would say
2: You've been working on it.
1: No. no, no, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah, what's the advantage? I would, just range? I, I, don't know. That's the, the, what the, I'm the way. To the way I saw
2: it is just, you, you know, moving from point A to point B is just it's more it's more efficient. Okay. It, you, you, you get to the ball quicker as opposed to going from up up tall and then just diving down. Mm-hmm. Just go. Yeah, head definitely. First.
1: Like when you, um, the dive sideways. I mean, if you're a short person, you're not gonna get very far. Um, or reach the ball that's farther than you, you know, like a tall person would get, I guess. But this dive, I guess, when it's forward, you know, you can just, you can be standing up, and if there's a ball really far, you just dive head first, you know, you have all that range, so.
0: That's
1: funny. <laughs> you you learned something new about volleyball. Yes. She,
2: I, I, I learned it too, because she, she had, she had mentioned it to me, it was like the second month I think, and I looked it up and I thought wow, oh, this is very interesting, I had no
0: idea about Wow, it yeah I had no idea either. It
1: That's does, cool. I feel like I see it more commonly in liberos, but like the really really good liberos. I don't know where they learned this, but I have seen like the really good clubs um, teach it to the little ones. So I guess that's where it starts mm, early okay. on.
2: And then they just do it.
1: Yeah, like nothing.
2: So you just started too late. <laughs>
1: I, I, yeah, I really do think. And my coach is like, why do you want to learn that? And I'm like, it looks so cool. Like, I don't know. It looks like maybe I'll get that ball up like better or I don't know. Mm.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you in the cool factor. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: It's an added skill, so
2: I like I, it. I, I remember when uh, the first time I was exposed to collegiate volleyball, I went, uh, I went to one of the, the volleyball games here at UTEP, mm-hmm. and one of my friends, who is now a physical therapist, name is Victoria Valencia, mm-hmm. uh, she has a libero there for, uh, for UTEP, and I just remember I was sitting there, and her jump serve, she just a couple bounces, threw that ball up so high, and then just jumped and hit the hell out of that ball and I was just so amazed. And, and I mean, I, I, I watched the whole game. It was, it, was, it was so amazing to see that.
1: Right, and I can relate because I would watch her when I was small and I was just- like, Oh, did you really? Oh, okay. Yeah, when I was small and I had never seen anyone do that serve and I was like, just, I loved watching her serve. The precision it of so, it every single yeah, time. Yeah, it was so new. It's like someone hitting, like attacking the ball from the mm-hmm. end line, like killing the ball.
2: Yeah, and, and I had no idea, so I, I watched that game, and then, of course, you know, my that was around the time my, my sisters were playing, and I remember going, watching some of their games, now, I, I hadn't seen any, any, any club games or any uh, high school games, so I'm going in there thinking, oh, that's what I'm going to see, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not what I saw. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and yeah, actually, playing both club and high school, you don't see it very often, you know. Rarely you see mm-hmm. that serve. but I actually have been playing, well, just started playing with the adults, and that serve is with the men, it's more common. and they do it and it's just like a bullet like flying at you. It's like so hard. and you know, I played Sunday and I had played before like a year ago, a, a league. Um, and I, you know, saw that serve. And I was just like, okay, they're going to serve that really hard serve. Like, okay, I just have to be ready. And they, the other men, at least, they pass it like nothing. Like, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, my God, okay, Jen, get ready. <laughs> get ready. Like, it's a really hard serve, especially with the men.
2: Did, did you use that as, as a way to prepare yourself also to mm-hmm. just kind of, I'm going to get a harder hit. Ball's going to be moving a lot quicker, everything, uh, higher speed.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, It's really competitive, the adult leagues. Um. I, I think boys are more competitive. Um, really? I do think boys are more competitive. Um, so, and I've been playing, or, and I had played with um, some of those adults and they're so competitive. It's, it's good to be exposed to that. It's, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, I'm actually trying to get prepared for those taller players, faster. And these guys, I mean, jump a lot higher and the net's higher um for them but
0: it's amazing
2: to watch
1: right
0: absolutely wow well i'm excited you're our first volleyball guest (laughs) we had a lot of fun today this is this is awesome genesis and i wish you nothing but the best is there um i don't know do we we covered everything i think we talked your whole life career i think yeah i i I
2: agree. Uh, you know, this this was definitely an episode I was looking forward to. You know, of course, we've we've had a uh, uh, football, and we we co- we covered all that. But volleyball is the one sport I really wanted to get to, just because well, one I mentioned this this is the one sport I train the most, and I see it growing, and I get a lot of a lot of uh, girls training in here, and so I, I care about them and, and their and their improvement, and you know, like like I mentioned before, pre- uh, reducing their injuries. So I was really excited for this episode, and just kind of getting that background and. All that information that you you know you provided to us for going into not only playing at collegiate level but playing at the division one division one level so so thank you
0: this will be a lot of fun i'm excited for you in the future
1: yeah i'm really excited too and thank you guys for having me here
0: awesome well that'll do it for episode six like subscribe and rate us on all the podcast platforms for armando aguilar i'm adrian brought saying so long and we'll talk to you next time here on the physical athletics podcast